Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglot. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, here with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend himself, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Good to be here. Um, you know, talk about this weekend or more than, more, more than that, talk about the year, man, because it was a pretty damn good one if you think about it. Also, it is International Bourbon Day, apparently. So joining us, the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott. It is National Bourbon Day, as a matter of fact. Uh, I had a pour while I was cooking dinner tonight. Uh, Harris Teeter across the way had some very beautiful Angus Choice T-bones on sale for eight ninety nine a pound. So it was steak night. Got into a half a bottle of wine plus the whiskey that I was drinking while I was cooking and a beer and just had my first pour for the show. Uh, yeah, it's going to get interesting. We got a guest tonight. And, you know, the old saying is if you're a hall and you're from Mississippi, you're probably a golden eagle. And that holds <laughs> up. Uh, that holds true with our, our guest tonight all the way from North Mississippi right now, Aaron Hall. What's up, boys? Y'all good? Good, good, yeah. good. Thanks for hopping on with us. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Now, real quick before we get into everything, you got to let the listeners know, how did you get to be a Golden Eagle? Born and raised in Hattiesburg, man. Uh, you know, my uh, my parents used to check me out for the Conference USA tournament when I was a kid. And I'd go to all the 10 a.m. in the morning games and catch all the home run balls and, and, and sell them to other teams. Uh, <laughs> I was just telling you all telling you all before the show, uh, I remember Hill, you know, coming and pulling up in his Jeep and, and handing dad the keys at two or three o'clock in the morning to lock it up. So, uh, yeah, I've been around since I think I've been in the roof since 1990 is uh, the documented proof I have, at least. Do you still have the keys? I do. I still have. <laughs> I gave one to John Smith. That's are we sure about this choice? I mean, if we need the yangling beer, we know who to talk about. But uh, we trust in big, big country with the keys to the roost. He looks trustworthy. He does. He does. He's a good man. Tell you what, those yingling tents did not fare so well with the weather that came through on Friday. I don't know if you guys saw any pictures of that, but uh, I see, those I did storms see that. that rolled through, man. It, number one, it was like a hurricane for about an hour um, on Friday, and it, even some of the uh, the the barbecue grills that we have by Adams Tent, and even in our spot, they had moved through gravel. This is some serious freaking wind, man. It was nuts. I was going to say, I'd be interested to hear that call that John Smith had to place to the Yingling marketing department to replace those <laughs> light tents out there. But uh, well, I know exactly how it went. John didn't beat around the bush. He was like, oh, hell, man, a storm blew through, just blew them away. I had them out there in the roost, and he didn't even have to lie about it. I, it took the vent off of the top of my house. Like, Oh, wow. Sure did. Yeah, did you ever it, get that tarp up? Uh, 
I haven't got the cop phone, but I got insurance tomorrow. So uh, there you go. Part of it was just it's just my laziness and the temperature, and I'm like ah, you know. And the other time I thought about it today, it was like about to rain. I was like, you know what? Let's just let's see what happens. So, anywho, um, yeah. So in a very eventful week, the the results this weekend not quite what we wanted, but you know, leading up to that, the big talk about this time last week was tickets. It's like who's going to get tickets, and if you and this is this is I'm kind of weird about the whole ticket situation because part of me was excited that you had to have some kind of a a, a giving level to have a shot at getting tickets. And there were several people, you know, they only accepted, you know, requests from people that are 500 and up donors. And uh, a lot of people didn't get them. It just nature of the beast. They started with season ticket holders and then kind of worked their way into the Eagle club members. So that side of things is really awesome. You know, on the flip side of that, it looked like there were a lot more people in the stadium this week (laughs) than there were tickets actually claimed to have been sold. So I don't know. What the disconnect some, was there or what? Some ticket takers got some palms greased, I'm pretty sure. It was like, look, I don't have tickets, but Benjamin Franklin says that I can go into this baseball game. <laughs> but but and, you know, I, I had so the first ticket I, I, I had a buddy of mine give me a ticket. Charlie Wallace, shout out to Charlie, uh, gave me a, a, an extra ticket to the game on Sunday. And I went to scan it, and it was said it was already scanned, and they wouldn't let me through. And – in the oh. past, when I've seen situations like that, they've just been like, what, you know, like a normal game. Just, sometimes they'll just be like, whatever. I hope I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here. But for this game, there were several people behind us in line that had the same issue and they didn't let them in. So I don't know. My wife had that issue. You know, I, I had four tickets and I got, they were even, you know, these were, they were, they were numbered. Um, so I took whatever, four, I think it was four, five, six, and seven, the actual seat numbers. So I just went down the line and I, you know, gave her number four and then my dad, Jack, and I took five, six, and seven. And um, she was coming in. She called me. She said, look, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm at the gate. And I said, well, we only use two of them. You know, so luckily Marchant was right there and he had an extra ticket. So it all worked out. But, yeah, that's interesting to hear you say that. And I'll tell you another thing. Of all these people that I saw in the stands the entire year that couldn't get tickets all of a sudden, kind of like you, I kind of understand it, you know, up, step up your game a little bit. But then I also saw a bunch of people that that was the first time I've seen them the entire year. Yeah. So I don't know how that went down, but any way you look at it, I'm going to come out and be totally honest here. It was too many damn people. I love having <laughs> a ton of people. And, you know, the more the I love to say the more the merrier. Maybe this is just me getting a little bit older, but it was uncomfortable, the amount of people that were there. And that's great. You know, Mardi Gras is cool. Um and no. after a little bit of Mardi Gras, I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, in in my opinion, it was it was it was like the best atmosphere ever, and just you know, definitely towing the line of being a little bit too much for me to handle. Yeah, I couldn't. You couldn't. I couldn't watch most of the game just because I could. If I, I was like, if I if I stood up at certain angles, I was blocking somebody's view. If I wanted to sit, you couldn't see over the wall because there were so many chairs. We were like, you were getting on down the hill as you were sitting. So, uh, at least out in the rows, but that was the way, that was the way it was all the way around. It was yeah. like, we got home and, uh, we got home and dad, my dad was like, my dad's like 75 ex Marines, not going to complain about anything. And I was like, well, you know, do you enjoy the game? And he said, uh, I didn't see any of the game. I just kind of clapped when the crowd started clapping. Yeah. And I, and I definitely think, did y'all notice a difference and especially in the bleachers along the third baseline? From the regional to the super regional, as far as intensity, did y'all notice that? 
without Absolutely. the students over there because they cut back the student tickets. The students really brought it for the regional. You got to give props to them. Did, and, and am I not mistaken from my vantage point? It looked like there were a lot of empty seats over there. Yes. I mean, just I know wait, they, wait, I, wait, 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 where on the in the in the bleachers on the uh, third base side. Oh, well, I mean, you know, some of that I had four of them. None yeah. Of right there. Yeah. And they right. gave them, I mean, they made them assigned seats and they weren't, you know, it wasn't yeah. first come first That's serve. Never made sense to me why the tickets for the roost are up in the grandstand. So those people are out in the roost. Like you're, you're guaranteeing there are going to be empty seats in the grandstands by selling people that are going to be in the roost grandstand tickets. I, I, I've never understood that. Well, and also don't get me wrong. We're sitting here complaining about, uh, kind of, you know, too many people being at a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's old man yells at cloud. Well, 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 anytime we can complain about, damn it, there's just too many people here. That's just, you know, I hope we can complain about that at the Rock this year and that Reed Green and softball complex and, you know, hope we can have a, lo- a whole lot more of this type of complaining. But, um, but yeah, that being said, it was, anybody was there. It was just, it was, it was a little bit just overwhelming. And hey, you know, give credit where credit's due. We ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, yeah. I, that's, that's, you know, they had, uh, you know, one of their better players back. They hit their stride at the right time. I mean, there's a reason why they haven't lost a game in the, in the NCAA tournament so far this year. I mean, they, they just, they brought it, um, that, you know, and, and they caught some breaks and we didn't. That, that home run that just went a few feet, like inches really on the other side of the, the, the foul pole that would have been a grand slam. Again, uh, us a lead. That was that was the turning point. That was the the most deflating moment that I can remember as a Golden Eagle. Yeah, Uh, we went crazy. Beer was flying everywhere. The horns went off, uh, and I slapped like fifteen different people's hands. (laughs) Grown men hugging and jumping up and down, and then somebody said, "They're saying it's foul." What? And I watched the replay until if it was called fair. Which I think it was, right? It was called. No, it was, was called, it called foul. It was called foul was called initially, foul. Okay. and and then when they when they were replaying it, you're sitting there going like, it looks like it's fair, like they're going to overturn this. And then mm-hmm. as they slowed it down as slow as they could possibly get it, you could see the ball going in front of the foul pole. Yeah, like it and was. The only like, reason it didn't upset me more is that uh, Thomas Roll and uh, Trey Sutton pretty much instantly they were down. Maddox's tent at the time, right? Right behind the pole. And they both said it was foul. So, you know, I'll take those guys' word. Yeah. Uh, yep. for it. And, and, and that, but that was a super deflating moment. And, you know, it, you know, the week before, you remember uh, in, in the regional, we almost had run out of gas. And I thought that the LSU crowd kind of brought us back to life. And we got a few key hits here and there. And all of a sudden, we we're back from the dead. And we kept it going all the way to a regional victory. I felt like we needed another moment, or maybe that was the last one that we had on the season. We just, we just ran out of juice. Um, but but it didn't even hurt my feelings that bad. Does that make any sense? Like like I felt like we gave it all as fans that we could. I felt like the players gave all they could. We just didn't have nothing left. Well, with the just way the, we got that was beat. My take. That I mean, like Jamie said, we ran into a buzzsaw. Unfortunately, I don't want to give any props up to the to the folks up there in Aaron's neck of the woods but uh I mean 
damn, they were the better team. They they peaked here in the last few weeks, and and if in my honest opinion, we peaked three to four weeks ago. Um, which we we had a damn good baseball team this year. It's I mean something to be proud of. We hosted the first super regional in in the Pete history. Uh, very happy with how everything turned uh, turned out. You you tell me super regional this year, I'll take that at the beginning of the season. It's a little tougher to swallow who we lost to, but I mean they won ten to nothing, five to nothing. I mean they 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 kind of asserted themselves from the get go in both games, and and I think that's why it was a little easier to swallow. I think I even texted you guys uh, after the second game, and it was like. You know, getting getting kind of beat down these two games was a little easier than it being a nail biter and losing in heartbreaking fashion. It, at least uh, I wasn't sitting there on the edge of my seat chugging whiskey when it was in the ninth inning, you know, uh, waiting for a, a one run game to break out. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, the tip of the cap to the Rebel Landshark Black Bears, I guess. I mean, they just outplayed us. What can you what can you say? But and it was they, a weird, it was a weird ten to nothing and a weird five to nothing. Like I never yeah, felt yeah. like we got shelled. I mean, it was just everything that had to happen for them right happened. I mean, yeah. how many fields of hits did they have Sunday? Yeah. Well, and like uh, besides the the grand slam that missed by ten inches, probably you got Gabe Montenegro would have made it a close game with a single to right field, and Tim Elko's long self reaches up and makes a snag, just an amazing play. I mean. That's, that doesn't happen against everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's one of the first best first basemen in the country in the field and at the plate. You got to again tip your hat to that guy. It's I mean, nine times out of ten, that's a Gabe Montenegro double down the right field line. And it, what can you do? I mean, it just it wasn't our weekend. And in the ten to nothing game, uh, a seven run inning where we just kind of fell apart and couldn't do anything right for a couple of pitchers that were absolutely dominant last weekend. Uh, I mean, again, what, what can you do? It just it, it it wasn't in the stars for us this weekend, and uh, and that's the way it turned out. And you do, yeah. usually you don't have six pass balls in a game. Yeah, I'm not throwing anybody. I'm glad you mentioned. Yeah, no, no, but that, but that was a big part of it. And I saw oh. somebody on Twitter had a thermometer on the turf. It was either Friday or Saturday. It could have been either day because I, I believe it was just as hot. But it was 149 degrees in front of the, the rubber on the pitcher's mound. Yeah. With, with that, uh, That's insane. Of course, a catcher that's been, you know, going hard all season in that equipment is seventh inning. I mean, you're just you're done. You're about to pass out. Um, and we only have two catchers on the team this year, uh, luckily. We uh, will have a little help there next year. It seems we'll talk about that later. I'm sure, but I mean, I just feel for the guys. It's they. There's no doubt in my mind they put it all out there. It just didn't happen. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, also, just kind of a, in 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 the chatter as far as the atmosphere goes, uh, Momo Montenegro, Rodrigo, and Gabe's dad kind of had the idea to have some uh, gold towels out and about. Um, we had mm-hmm. some to the top talk towels printed up. Um, our our old boy uh, uh, Rogers, which Roger. Roger? Roger, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. That's right, Roger. And um, it was uh, it was cool. It was cool to see those out and about. You 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 had some rally paddle T-shirts printed up. We had them on the website. I think we've sold a hundred rally paddle T-shirts this week. And then in addition to the ones that you guys printed and sold off at the Fourth uh, Street. Yeah, I mean, we were ready, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um, and like I mean, y'all said it all. I mean, yeah, if Elko sets up six inches to his left, 
other than where he set up that gay balls, you know, past him. Uh, if if Sarge goes two more feet, it's a home run instead of a triple. Um, the 18-inch ball that that uh, that Reese hit. I mean, yeah, <laughs> those are like our three biggest swings from the middle of the ring, and you know, and it turns out we whiffed on all three swings. So, or they blocked them, or whatever you want to say. But um, but no, it was cool. And you guys know if, if people hadn't heard the story yet about Roger, it, it uh, it's, it's worth mentioning once again. Uh, Roger tried to get tickets to the game, uh, couldn't get tickets. He lives in Denver, Colorado. Um, so obviously he didn't buy season baseball tickets. He was never going to come to any games. So, but he was going to fly in and he was going to, uh, come to all the games and he couldn't do it. Uh, he was denied the tickets. So he, uh, canceled his flight and his hotel and he said, I still want to do something and just ask me for my address. And two days later from Denver, 250 rally towels with to the top dog showed up, uh, on my doorstep. So bravo, my man, that's, uh, above and beyond. And that's what duty is, man. And, it's kind of fans around the nation. And this is another step in the progression. I mean, everybody's season ends in disappointment of some kind unless you win it all. And, um, you know, last year we made it all the way to the regional finals. The year before that, I mean, I think it was just it, – it's been like a, a – every year has been another progression. This year us winning the regional and getting to the super regional was another step in the progression. So hopefully we're getting back to the – to, to mm-hmm. uh, you know – College World Series time, but um, still very, very fun year for Southern Miss baseball and really the the most successful year. If you look at it, you know, postseason play, the most successful year we've had since 2009. And we've got to step it up like the players do. Like, you know, that's what I've been telling everybody. We've got, I mean, everybody, I think, can do just a little bit more. I mean, man, if you don't have, you know, I get it, times are tough, but just come to the games or if you have an extra ticket, make sure it doesn't. You know, stay in your bedroom, give it to somebody. I mean, these guys are giving us their all, and we have to step this up. If we want to keep on enjoying this, we have to step this up. Forty-one sixty-seven a month to get you at the five hundred dollar Eagle Club level or above. So, uh, look, we got most of the team coming back next year. Uh, if you want regionals and super regional tickets next year, forty-one sixty-seven a month is your entry point. You know it now. <laughs> um jason won't you give us some updates as far as like statistical highlights from the season yeah well first of all I'm, i jotted down a few things here but then i'm gonna uh, turn it over to um southern miss 09 from the 24 7 site because he just went um way further with the stats than i would have ever done but when i was jotting down stats uh, so we finished our season 47 and 19 23 and 7 like Jamie said, hosted a conference tournament, tournament, a regional, and a super. That's awesome. We're probably going to end up in top 10, 10 or 15 in the country, I would think. Um, if you go way back to March, we uh, we ended the curse, right, over South Alabama. So that was good. Um, three from the Raging Cajuns. The week that, we beat Tulane. We beat Bama. We beat Mississippi State. We beat, uh, we beat Tulane here and there. Won two out of three over Tech. Um that, that, that Hattiesburg was really fun that weekend. Set all kinds of attendance records. Get single game. Beat LSU twice to advance to a super. And like I tweeted out, we had four great months and two bad days and absolutely just ran out of sauce, I thought. Um, but on to what Southern Miss 09 put out. Um, this highest ever ranking is a number three in perfect game, number four in D1 baseball, number four in the NCBWA, number 
and coaches polling picks in Baseball America during the week of April 25th. Um, we had a in-game winning streak. We uh, we had 41 regular season wins tied for first in the season. Won a Conference USA champion six times. was chosen the number 11 seed overall by the NCAA selection committee. Uh, USM became only the fourth school since 1999 to host a conference tournament, regional and super super regional in the same year. 47 wins, second most ever. Season ticket record sold of 2,677. Uh, that beat the previous record by right at 1,000 tickets. Uh, had over 6,300 versus Ole Miss. Uh, USM's temp team ERA of 3.29 is the fourth best in the season. Um. Let's see here, a couple other good ones in here. Uh, so USM hit 82 home runs, which is fifth most time. You know, I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of chatter about Travis Creel these days, right? Um, you know how bad our hitting was, and we talked about it on the show last week with BA. I think that the thing was just so much better. Just so the pitchers set the bar so high that it might make the batters seem like they were doing a little bit worse. But you know, we've had a lot of good teams that are missed. This is the fifth most home runs we ever sit we ever hit. And that's with losing Trimble, right? If he's back, that number's probably over 100. So, you know, let's just temper that just a little bit. Um, Gabe Montenegro set the record in career games, played with 260. Previous record was 244 by Martin Maddox. Um, Gabe, Gabe took over second place in career hits with 319. The record is still 327 by our boy Trey Sutton. Um, and on and on and on, man. Th- th- those are a bunch right there, but... There's a lot to hang our hat on uh, with the Southern Miss baseball team. Um, guys like Tanner Hall, the emergence of him, right? One of the Boo Ferris Award. Um, newcomers like Peyto and Rodrigo, I think, I feel like made their mark. Um, guys like Storm and Stewart showing up right there at the end. And like Jamie said, we got a whole lot coming back, man. We got Sarge, Lynch, Dede, Black, McGillis. Uh, Peto, Reese, probably Hall, probably Waldrop. Stewart and Rogers might be gone. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Rogers is definitely gone. I feel like Stewart's got a really good shot, uh, both to the draft. But man, this was a this was a really good year, and we don't want this the end of it. Just leave a bad taste in our mouth. I Maybe mean, it can make us hungry, but you know, it was a damn good season, and you know, I was had to have been a part of. A little bit from out there in the roost. Uh, before we move move on from that, I, I wanted to jump in when you were talking about Creel, but Bump did an impressive job of not coming up for air there for five to six <laughs> minutes. Uh, so I, I couldn't jump in. But uh, 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 Momo Montenegro tweeted this earlier, uh, and, and I'm just going to read his tweet uh, because uh, th- that's the best way to go about it. To all you Coach Creel doubters out there, players that had a career-best offensive year in 2022, Dickerson, Sargent, Wilkes, McGillis, Ewing, Johnson. Peto uh, and Rod did pretty well, too. That's 75% of the lineup, folks, so that's that. Yeah, 75% of the lineup had a career offensive year. I mean, I, I will say that. I mean, you can't just – be satisfied, right? I mean, we're always yeah, yeah. trying to improve. I mean, Coach Creel would tell you that same thing. Coach Barry would do the same thing. If there's a wish list, I think at the top of that wish list, I, I would like to see more speed in the lineup uh, and double plays. You know, granted, you're not striking out as much as you used to, 
So that's a positive, but when we didn't strike out, we kind of hit into a double play yeah. quite a bit. So I think team speed, I think getting a little bit more athletic in the outfield, um, basically just a whole bunch more petos. If we just get a whole <laughs> lot more petos, that would be great. Well, you say that, but our offense kind of lived and died by the home run as the year went mm-hmm. on. And, uh, you know, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It makes for exciting baseball. We had a damn good team, but, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe some more for average instead of over the fence relying to, to get runs scored would be nice. Uh, UTSA hey. beat us up in the tournament with a bunch of guys that hit 300 and they all hit singles and doubles. So. And as soon as you do that, people are going to say, damn it, we need more home run hitters. <laughs> Look, I like home runs. They're fun. Everybody likes to hear the horns and see the light show. And uh, Shane mentioned it earlier with the uh, kid from um, the kid from Bama, uh, Summer All Player of the Year. Um, wasn't it? Graham Crawford. There Crawford. you go. Yeah. Uh, that's something we need, another catcher. We can't get into the bind like we did this year. And just, I mean, what in the hell have we have done? I know we speculated on the show, but when Black was down for, what, six weeks, uh, what in the hell would we have done if Rodrigo had went down? You had to have gone Sarge, right? And then then you're going, I don't know, probably Fisher to first would have been the easiest thing. But the point is, um, that was a problem. On this historic season, talk about facing some adversity. Uh, and and we, we handled it mostly because uh, Montenegro just stepped up and, and just, you know, and did his best for, for what I think he caught like 21 straight games. But, and so hopefully this will fix that, that issue. Well, Brant Jones was still on as a GA this year. I don't know if you can suit up a GA in the, the catcher's gear for an emergency situation, but uh, he, he was there on the coaching staff. We did it in football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I think Brant was out of eligibility at this point because he was on the team for quite a while before he stepped into that GA role. So you mentioned the the transfer portal. And, and yes, uh, yesterday, Graham Crawford, a catcher from Alabama uh, via PRC and Summerall, um, announced he was transferring to Southern Miss. Also in the transfer portal from Southern Miss, Charlie Fisher and Aubrey Gillentine both kind of just got lost in the shuffle uh, this year. Um, you know, both had really solid Southern Miss careers, so certainly wishing them the best. Other news, and really I say this week, but last week too, we had a couple of things we didn't get to last week with the with the uh, double recording. Um, new football commits. We have a new linebacker from Corinth, Mississippi, Chris Rogers, and Jonathan Bax, a defensive end slash uh, outside linebacker from Edna Carr in New Orleans. Uh, also football news, former Golden Eagle offensive lineman Kalik Washington signed a three-year deal with the New Orleans Saints per his agent. Also, we have two new basketball signees, Felipe Haas from uh, Orsono, Chile. Uh, he's a transfer from Mercer in South Carolina, probably one of the uh, best players that uh, we've had come through. And then Victor Hart from Miami, Florida. He's a transfer from FI. You so there you have it. Uh, some some news as far as current and well new and former Golden Eagle athletes. Let's touch on it. So we got to the end of the year. So this is our last episode of the academic year. Uh, let's touch on some of the things that happened this past 2021-2022 year. We started off the football season with a a lot of energy. The energy was around the new coach. We'd had a disappointing. 
uh, gear in 2020. So Will Hall comes in, and right off the bat, we we get some quarterback injuries that, that really set us back. Had some disappointing losses throughout the season, but then we kind of regrouped towards the end against UTSA with the emergence of the super back position where we would go on and defeat Louisiana Tech. And uh, was it FIU? Yep, yep. FIU. Okay. And then, and then had a really strong effort in the signing class. You know, a lot of really solid transfers from the portal. So um, ended on a high note and definitely have some things to look forward to in football. Yeah, for sure. I I don't expect us to be competing for a Sunbelt championship this fall, uh, although it wouldn't surprise me if Will Hall had the boys ready to do so. But I expect with uh, with us being in year two of his program and what he was able to do in the offseason with his staff, that the Golden Eagles should be back bowling in 2023 for sure. Or How potentially 2022. It? How good is it to see Will Hall and all those players at the peak, by the way? I yeah, mean, how? Outstanding. I mean, I've never seen that. Will Hall gets it, man. He gets it. He's he's a, a, a people person. That's, I mean, to be successful at Southern Miss, uh, there's a fan base there that is just hungry for a winning team, regardless of sport. Baseball just proved it. If, if you can win some games and get people excited – the fans will show up and, and football has been like that in the past. We've all seen the rock packed and jamming and it's a blast. And the second that the team starts winning some ball games, those people that aren't the hardcore base will start showing up and that's going to happen sooner or later. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Will Hall is going to get this thing going and the rock's going to be a fun place to be again. And most of the time when I see Will Hall, he's got on some kind of to the top talk shirt. So I mean, we didn't even sign him to an NIL deal or anything. He's yeah. just, uh, he's just. Y'all are a, celebrities, man. man. I wonder if y'all are going to be like the National Lampoons people and just get famous after y'all are dead. <laughs> y'all are definitely celebrities, man. Uh, Jamie, Jamie could die and Melissa would remarry very quickly. She, uh, That's she's fair. got a lot going for her. <laughs> uh, Bump and well, I both have somebody. young children. That could be a bad situation. Yeah, um, it's it's. You if I go, I, on my there, on, on my tombstone will be a fake Jay Hobson quote. I'm sure that'll be the only. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, a lot of the coaches, man. I mean, uh, I mean, Ryan's been a regular out 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 in the roost. Coach Meyer, Coach Jordy. Um, I'm probably forgetting some people, but and um, and a lot of the players, even some former players. We talk about Marshan a lot. Rod Davis showed up this weekend, right? Todd Peaks and Todd Gideon uh, came to the camp this and all these things we've been saying for years. Like you got to get the old players involved. Um, even students, Damian, Fletch- like, Damian Fletcher was out there. No Fletcher's way. Out there, that's right. Yeah, Fletcher showed up. Um, not to mention the current players. Frank was there. Uh, Brownlee came out. Um, uh, shoot, a keys QB one was out. Um, and I remember telling each and every one of them, like, look around, man. You see this? This happens at football. You haven't seen it yet, but this is a football. Uh, just just give them a reason, man, and they can't wait to get out there, a lot like Shane said. So I think they're fired up, and Coach Hall, you know, <laughs> the love affair I have with this man is <laughs> it's. I tried my best. I tried my best. Attached. Um, but guy's just such a damn good dude, and I think he's a friend now. So he's just great. He, he, he fits the mold. He fits the mindset. Um, and he's about to kick that damn door down, and we're going—we're all going to have front row seats to it. 
And it's going to be fun. Show up to one of y'all's baseball games. Oh, to one two, of kids? yeah, to two five, yeah, five and six year old <laughs> baseball out of Tatum Park in Hattiesburg. And if you listen, uh, if anybody, if any of the listeners listened to the show last week, he helped solve the sunglass caper, which I now have you know my shades back. So, shout out to Jerry really? Cooper. Coach Hall was involved in that. Yeah, was he not? Oh, I don't know. Well, I know Coop had him. Yeah, Coop had him. Yeah. But, okay. Oh, the Hall find him, give him to Coop. Okay, yeah, 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 you, yeah. I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're lucky um, one of the higher earning gentlemen in, in the Hattiesburg metro area was the one that found your Ray-Bans. <laughs> yeah, they did, uh, yeah. Had it not been, had it been some uh, regular dude with a day job, uh, he, uh, he would have been like, oh, cool, some – Two hundred dollars sunglasses. These are mine. But Will Hall was like, mm, "Yeah, these belong to somebody. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a genuinely good person. I'll return these." They've got some hair gel yeah. on the yeah. ears. <laughs> yeah, Will Scott just would have showed up to the tailgate this year, like with these glasses, going, "No, nah, bro, I brought these." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so football, got. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm with you, Shane. I'm, I'm not expecting like just to go out and win a title this year, but I, I think well, there will be a step up, and I think that we're going to be fun to watch. And I'm, I'm really. You know, I know we're like a, I think we were like a, what, a two point dog or something to Liberty when the first ones came, first lines came out or something. It wasn't that much. Um, they got no more Malik Willis and we got their offensive coordinator. So, uh, I feel good about this game. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that, that game plays out. Uh, basketball had a, had a disappointing season this year. Uh, but we had a lot of turnover on the team at the end of the year, and we've got a, a pretty much, in essence, a, a brand new assistant coaching staff. So uh, a lot of moving place, pieces in place there. Um, you know, you're starting to get some of the plans in place to renovate the Coliseum. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with basketball next year. Man, pulling hard for Jay Ladner to get that turned around. You know, nobody wants the Golden Eagles to do better than than he does. I mean, the the man was on the team. Uh, during the the heyday of of Southern Miss basketball, and and you just feel for him struggling through this. I mean, we we don't have a lot of resources to put into basketball, and it it tends to be the third sport behind football and baseball at Southern Miss. And uh, I, I just uh, we all know that this is Jay's last hurrah. If, if he doesn't get something going, then he's he's probably not going to be the coach here the following season. So. Uh, I, I wish him the best. He, he seems to have done well out there in the transfer class and the signing class in the, the off season. So, and uh, best of luck to Jay. I believed, you know, I always believed that Jay wanted to get this thing going, but I met him a couple of weeks ago out of Charlie Wallace's spot. And like, I believe he wants to get this thing going. I mean, that guy just, I guess just face to face, like he's, he wants this more than anybody. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. That's, I mean, uh, he uh, another guy that comes across as just a super genuine dude, uh, you know, along Will Hall lines. I mean, I believe Jay Ladner when he talks and, and I know he wants to, he, he wants to be the guy that lifts Southern Miss basketball out of the, the pit that it's been in. And I uh, hope to God that he can do it, man. I, I, I really would love to celebrate uh, Jay Ladner winning some basketball games at Southern Miss. And look, he's made some, Tough decisions yeah. to this point. I mean, I mean, like you said, Shane, this is probably his, you know, <clears throat> his last go round. And I think everybody probably knows that. Jay probably knows that. Um, I do wonder what the threshold is. You know, what do we have to do to warrant uh, some more? But um, man, this is uh, you know, Jay's big into the '80s. 
right? It's like what every 80s movie does. You know? <laughs> like the, the stacks are, I mean, the, the chips are stacked against you, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden, the, uh, it all in and all that. So I don't know. I tell you what, if he does turn it around, like, incredibly, like a 180, th- that'll be, it'll be super, it'll be unexpected. You know, uh, I, th- I think I think a lot of us have expectations for every single year. We'd be disappointed, honestly, a season like Ole Miss had until they got high right at the end. If we went third, everybody be pissed off and ready to fire Barry. Um, football, we understood last year. This year, I think everybody's saying, "All right, well, we need to go bowling. That's what we need to do." And next year, let's beat the shit out of people. So, and those are, but back, they have those kind of expectations, and now they have like zero expectations. So, hell, if you can go five hundred. You know, Reed Green will be rocking again. With your 80s references, are you trying to say that one of these guys that Jay just signed is secretly a, a teenage werewolf? Got a host. I'll drive the ice cream truck. <laughs> um, you know, one thing, when, when Jay was involved in, in kind of like the earlier part of the Southern Miss basketball heyday run, he uh, when he was involved in Southern Miss basketball and things were going great, he had a crew cut. So I'm not saying he should bring back the crew ah. cut, but I'm not not saying that he should bring back the crew cut. Interesting. If you're out there, Coach Ladner, maybe the crew cut's the key. Maybe a little bit shorter on the sides. Let's just see what happens. You kind of look like a dirty hippie now, is what Jamie's trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, great, great, uh, great to have. You know, I think he was one of the first coaches to come on the show. And we'd been in existence for quite some time. Coach Barry <laughs> came on before that. Coach Barry did come on like our first, second year. So, well, Coach Barry's the nicest guy on the planet. He's not going to say no to anybody. It could have been like a dude with a like handheld Walgreens tape recorder, been like, "Can I get an interview?" And Scott Barry's going to be like, "Yeah, man, I'll give you an interview." I had to hijack the bread truck from Lenny's to make it happen, <laughs> but here we are. That's- that's the way have y'all do. had all of them. Y'all had all of them. Y'all had every one of our coaches on, correct? Head coaches. Um, current ones. Yeah. We didn't have well, some the, of the previous ones. The big three. Ones. Yeah, which, the big three. Which goes to say, we need to have a conversation with Joy Lee this year. Yeah. She'll I talk. would love that. Yeah, Joy Lee. Yeah, she'd be down. I'm sure. It's one of those things. It, it, it's a weird time of year when you get kind of like starting with basketball. You're still in that football season. You know, and then when basketball gets hot and heavy, you're like, okay, that's there's a lot. They're traveling a lot. It's it's a weird dynamic with basketball, but yeah, we definitely need to make that happen. We need to start that conversation with with Jack early and being like, hey, look, we want to do it after football season, but before basketball gets crazy, when do we need to talk to Joy? Um, I was gonna say something else, but the whiskey washed it away. When what other what else happened? And we talked, we got into baseball. Is there anything else? Soccer had a, a pretty solid season. We had some yeah, soccer did great success in track. Yeah. You have any track updates, Shane? Yeah, I can go ahead and throw our track updates in here since we mentioned track. Um, we we had a, a few, <coughs> excuse me, a few athletes uh, go on to nationals in Oregon, and out of that, which went on went on this last weekend while everybody was paying attention to baseball. Corvell Todd finished in a tie for 10th overall in the country in high jump. Uh, with that 10th overall finish, Corvell earned a second team All-American honors. That gives Southern Miss an All-American in the high jump for the third consecutive season. Uh, Eric Richards, 
who was the previous GOAT before Corvall, uh, Corvell came in and took over, uh, also got All-American honors in 2019 and 2021. And then on the ladies' side, uh, Markasha Myers finished 20th overall in the triple jump, and that earned her honorable mention, All-Americans. Uh, just a side note, both of those Golden Eagles are juniors and should return next season. So got a couple of All-Americans coming back to the track squad. Which brings us to the end of the 2021-2022 academic year. And a lot of the chatter this year was going to be, when are we making the jump to the Sun Belt? And our administration pulled the trigger and they said, we're going this summer. We're not effing around. We're (laughs) we're getting out of here. And it is done. Uh, as of the end of this month, we will no longer be in Conference USA. As soon as the game was over was over on uh, Sunday, they peeled the Conference USA logo <laughs> off the field. That so, made me so happy. Yeah, it's over. It's done. We had a we had an interesting how many? This is like a twenty six year run, twenty seven year run in Conference USA. I was hoping we were going to be super petty, honestly, and peel the logo Conference USA logos off before the Super Regional. Do y'all uh, think? But, that, do y'all think that McLean was like, "All right, guys, no matter what happens after this Super Regional, the first thing I'll do is peel off these Conference USA logos." <laughs> he I, he yeah. had to just because that was a very efficient effort. That it was, was efficient, yeah. That wasn't like a whim. It wasn't like you know what you guys get down there. It was like, there, like, yeah, let's. I mean, let's, it was like, like 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 less than an hour. Right. Oh, yeah. dog and they were pulling stuff off the fence. <laughs> that see, that would have that would have been completely awesome. That would have made me feel a lot better about them dogpiling at the Pete. If in the background you've got physical plant folks removing the Conference USA panels off the wall in real time, I would have been like, you know what? I don't like the Land Shark Rebel Black Bears, but uh, just seeing them take the Conference USA logo down back there makes us all worthwhile. You know, dogpiled on top of that logo. If they wanted us to right cheer, to the cheer for them, they the play the Ole Miss team should have gone up there and peeled off the logo, and then we would be like, you know what? Off. Yeah, it's like, all right, hmm. we we can't not root for you guys, but they didn't do it. You now, missed your chance. Now they yeah, rip it off and Elko tears and ACL, and then it's, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good for the sip. I'm just yeah, that would have been good for <laughs> the sip. Oh man, yeah. Um, yeah. So we are out. So Sun Belt. July 1st, you guys get ready. We are going to take a month off. We'll be back in August to kick off football season. So looking forward to all that. So if we can get Lance Ankar on Skype between now and then, he's tentatively agreed to talk to us. We just got uh, getting past the fact that we don't have a studio in Hattiesburg. You tell him, Shane. I will. Yeah, you- <laughs> totally I, I live in you. North Carolina. I'm I'm at the least danger of, of being like, yeah, uh, I've, I've talked to him. I'm excited about talking to him. Uh, that man's energy is just infectious. Uh, the find a way Fridays on Twitter always get me going. Uh, but hopefully we, we get to have a conversation with him when we get back to it. All right. Shout outs. Jason, you have any shout outs this week? <clears throat> I do. Sorry, you caught me right there on a whiskey drink. Uh, I wanted to give a few shout outs. Um, uh, and this is friend of the show, Paul Appion, which I'm still not positive if I ever pronounced that right. He's either a recent Eagle Club member or he upped his membership trying to get tickets to the uh, – he's a PGA pro up in Chattanooga. 
and he was trying to get tickets, and he called, and it said he had to light up his Eagle Club, so he did it. Um, so I don't know if that was the first time he did it or if, or if he just upped it just to trying to get in. Uh, good on you, dude. I think a lot of people did that, um, and we need everybody to do that. Uh, we gave him a shout out earlier, but Rod Davis and Marshant Kenny out at our roof spot for the, like an entire game. Uh, that's a surreal moment, you know. I'm surprised they didn't tackle somebody. Um, <laughs> Raymond Reeves met him, big time journalist guy. Stopped by the tent and said hello. Uh, a bunch of guys from back in college: uh, Mo, Josh Rawls, Tanner Swebman, Dave Edwards, and his lovely um, Megan came by and said hello. Uh, the last shout out I wanted to give is to um, well, there's gonna be one more. But tomorrow I'm gonna be on the Eagle Hour with Luke for a segment. I don't know which one of them, but if you listen to the Eagle Hour, then tune into that, and I will be talking whatever Luke asks me. And the last one, man, I wanted to just wanted to give a special shout out to Gabe Montenegro. Uh, I, we we got to have this dude on the show if it's next year or whatever. Um, just, I mean, what a career. And just what a uh, family this guy has. Uh, become good friends with Momo and met, I think, his entire family at this point. And um, just the best kind of person, the best kind of people. I'm glad to know him, and I'm glad that he chose Southern Miss. And uh, I can't wait to see him at the door. All right. Uh, Shane, do you have any shout-outs? I do have a couple of shout-outs, but I also have a couple of things that I wanted to, to touch on before we, we wrapped it up. Uh, we talked about moving to the Sun Belt and we were talking about baseball. So I just wanted to remind everybody that Sun Belt baseball is going to be a blast for a school that really enjoys their baseball. We got Old Dominion, who was a monster this year, coming with us. So that's awesome. Going into a conference with Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, South Alabama, Texas State, and Georgia Southern, who hosted a regional. And Texas State came within a run of taking down Stanford, who is now the highest-seeded team remaining in the College World Series. So, man, Sunbelt baseball is going to be a blast. Sunbelt football is going to be a lot of fun, too. But Sunbelt baseball is going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, I don't know if you guys have noticed, and I and – I don't know if it's that they've just started really announcing this thing or if uh, there's been an explosion in it. But the athletic department has been announcing new Circle of Champions members mm. uh, like commitments. Mm-hmm. And, man, it just seems like they've been coming out for the last few months just left and right. And that's a big commitment. That's uh, that's what, $100,000, basically $10,000 a year over 10 years, I think, is Circle Champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10000 um, so yeah. I mean, ten thousand and a commitment for twelve years, I believe. Twelve years. Is so that 120, is? Well, twelve, five, ten years. I thought I'm committed. Okay. By the way. Oh, you're a circle of champions oh, member. Look, oh, I would leave Applewhite and get it get it done as soon as we uh we get back into Hattiesburg. I love it. Looking forward to that tweet so I can retweet it and 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 give you a a shout out. Maybe you'll be on Twitter by that point in time. I am. I'm thinking post postseason Danny. I'm thinking, do y'all like that Twitter name? Postseason Danny. Yeah. Like Post Malone. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm looking forward well, to he's seeing. Also, he's I'm, also a, a, a musician. So yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what a Aaron's plaque looks like on the on the wall at the Circle of Champions in the end zone. I like it. Yeah. I, I guess. Like yeah. I guess I got to start thinking about that. Yeah. With a piano. 
That's yeah. my wife's money, so I guess that's whatever she wants. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, spend those Landshark Rebel Black Bear dollars with the USM uh, Athletics Department. I love it. Oh. Oh, just, no. We may have just accidentally lost Aaron he's here. He's like, no. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I do have two shout-outs. Uh, I wanted to show uh, uh, throw a shout-out in the direction of Pilo. Patrick Lowry uh, did some absolutely incredible work with T-shirts for To The Top Talk this year. Uh, got Been a friend for a long time, was a neighbor for a while out in Oak Grove before he left to go to Jackson and then returned to Hattiesburg. Uh, but uh, shout-out to Patrick. Just great work. Rally paddle. What, what a hell of a way to, to wrap up the year, uh, with that shirt. And then, uh, I want to throw one last shout out before the summer break to our friend Duck Butter. I, I don't know if Duck Butter ever outed himself in his plan that he told me he would, but, uh, if he hasn't, I'll wait for Duck Butter to out himself, but, uh, just wanted to throw one more of those out there. No, it's great stuff. Did you want to plug your whiskey before I jump over that? Yeah, we can. Uh, I, I, did, I did a uh, – I forgot about that, actually. It's because of the whiskey and the wine and the beer and the steak, kind of, and the triple chocolate cheesecake that I had for dessert. But, uh, yeah. Um, I went with the Hattiesburg theme just because uh, not long before we started recording tonight, I saw a, a Mayor Toby Barker tweet. Uh, talking about the the picks that Jamie Ferris has helped do uh, because of National Bourbon Day to uh, to raise some scholarship money for for some uh, things near and dear to, to Toby's heart. So uh, both of the last two Mayor Toby Barker releases, the uh, Hattiesburg Mayor Toby Barker 2020 and the Hattiesburg Mayor Toby Barker 2020 number two, uh, both Knob Creek single barrel picks. One's 11-ish years old. One's 15-ish years old. Both phenomenal pours. And then wrapped it up here with Lincoln Road Package Store number four old Forester single barrel barrel strength uh, picks. So uh, all three of these lovely bottles through Lincoln Road Package Store, who is one of the best single barrel pickers in the country. Uh, Hattiesburg is very lucky to have Jamie Ferris and Lincoln Road Package Store there. But yeah, those were the three pours. I actually, uh, last week I considered doing some, some really monster hype pours to celebrate the hosting of the Super Regional. But I was like, you know what? I like our chances. I'm going to hold off and have those pours for when we're celebrating beating Ole Miss and going to Omaha. Uh, but that didn't happen. I was going to pour up a Peppy Van Winkle 15, uh, George T. Stagg and a William LaRue Weller. Uh, hopefully I've got a little bit of left in all three of those bottles next year when we are celebrating the Golden Eagles second trip to Omaha. Here, here. All right. I got some shout outs. I uh, definitely have to give a shout out to the Cooper family for securing the, the, the shades. My feelings were hurt. Um, knowing that I was going to have to go back out in the bruised and bear and, and, and deal with the sun. Um, so thank goodness for that. Charlie Wallace, Matt Rockwell, Jason Bailey, everybody appreciate you guys, um, helping out this weekend. Um, and two, I had a, I had a show Saturday night. Got to shout out, give a shout out to Justin Hosey and Dr. Thornton came out. Some of the listeners who came out to the show had a great time. Uh, good seeing all them. Great seeing Sean Patton. He absolutely murdered it. Um, 
so we we lost Aaron, unfortunately. Uh, Jason. Yeah. So Aaron's uh, computer crashed on him. <laughs> I think. That's what happens up in Oxford. Damn it. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, but I asked him if he had any shout outs and he texted me. He texted me. He said he wanted to give a shout out to Sippy, our boy Sippy. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so Sippy was making the rounds, uh, in the roost and in the bars and on social and on his YouTube <laughs> channel and doing what Sippy does, man. You know, hey, look, for, for he, I, I got no problems with Sippy whatsoever, man. No. Um, he, he is, uh, he is true, uh, in, in the truest sense of the word and he's a huge Southern Miss fan. And, um, you know, he he lays it all out there. You know what he feels like all the time, and um and he might let his passion get the best of him sometimes, but who doesn't, right? Um so I love me some sippy, but apparently uh Aaron got into an altercation with an Ole Miss fan at Fourth Street, and Sippy shut them down. Apparently, I think that's when the whole shirt <laughs> off and standing on top of the bar thing happened. Oh my! So Aaron goodness. was in the middle of that. Um, so he wanted to make sure that I gave a shout out to Sippy. And um and honestly I'm I I saw him out at the uh out in the roost and I should have given him a shout out anyway so I'm glad Aaron mentioned that and because uh, he definitely deserves one yeah wow. yeah and you know kind of along that line is uh, Southern Miss has a fan base uh, and and you know if you listen to Will Hall talk yeah he'll tell you that same thing we we've got a fan base and that's a rarity at the non high resource five level. Uh, and, and coming along with having a fan base, we've got a good group of folks that are out there putting Southern Miss content out, whether it's YouTube or podcast or, or whatever. But it, it's, it's cool how everybody kind of has their own slot and personality and, and, uh, you know, kind of feel to it. Like Sippy's a completely different animal than what we got going on. Buzzardry does an awesome job. Shout out to those guys. I mean, they, uh, you know, right. they, they present it in a different way than, than we go about it. And it's fantastic content. I've, I've got their new episode downloaded and I listen to their stuff every week. Uh, I, I like listening to, uh, to anything Southern Miss related on talking ball, y'all. Uh, Clay's got a mm-hmm. great thing going on there. Uh, you know, if, if, more professional radio people is your your thing and not just bloggers you got super talk they uh they do a great job uh you know there's, what up, Luke? There's a, yeah shout out to luke johnson man uh that's uh there's there's lots of southern miss content out there and there's schools out there that are not high resource schools where good luck finding somebody talking about what they got going on. And we got multiple outlets and, and can't forget the, the students with the four street podcast. It's yeah. uh, I almost left them off. Sure. Um, you know, so lots of good stuff going on out there. The, the cool thing about life in 2022 is that all this stuff is presented to you at, at a listen at your leisure or watch at your leisure uh, you know, type of, of format and there's room for everybody. And, and, uh, we all feel that the, the more Southern Miss content out there, the better. So shout out to all those folks out there week in and week out that are talking Southern Miss and putting Southern Miss news out there. I would even add big gold nation, golden eagle pride. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. all those guys, right. Glenn, Drew, uh, Heath, I'll do a really terrific job. Squints when Squints was here. Um, everybody does a really good job covering the Golden Eagles. We have a new Hattiesburg American beat writer. 
we have Jason Munns uh, coming in in the pinch this year. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a uh, it's been a good year. If you like Southern Miss content, there's been a, there's been a lot of really good content this year. I I feel bad for that new Hattiesburg America guy because. I that the Hattiesburg American does everything it can to piss off Southern Miss fans. <laughs> they just they threw him under the bus <laughs> like did. right away. They were like, uh, "Jump in during this hot time, and then we're gonna make some pro Ole Miss posts." <laughs> so good luck, buddy. Uh, let's make your job as hard as it can be. And then, uh, I mean, uh, Sun Herald brought Scott Watkins in. Scott you know, Watkins, after, yeah, does a great job. After that weasel left and went to New Orleans, and you know what? I want to make a comment on that, too. I have enjoyed the Weasels stuff so much more since Southern Miss is not his ticket to the big time when he wanted to break some scandal and and make it big time sports. Now that he just kind of covers Southern Miss because he's interested in it, he's a lot more tolerable. I still don't like you, Patrick McGee, but you're a little weasel. But uh, I've I've enjoyed your, your content a lot more since it's not your job. I do. I am impressed with the fans now. Like when when Patrick was at the Hattiesburg American, or when Munns was at the Hattiesburg American, anytime that there was a mistake, or, or Tyler Cleveland, anytime there was a mistake, like everybody went after those writers, and it was never their fault. And I, I'm glad to see everybody realized and, and is putting the blame where it belongs, um, and that's Gannett corporately. But uh, yeah, best. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad the dude's here. I hope that that. You know, What's his uh, name? David Eckert. Yes. Mm-hmm. David Eckert. Seems yeah, like a yeah. really nice guy. Yeah, man. Good luck to you. Uh, anybody that uh, you know, kind of continuing on that. Anybody that's putting Southern Miss info out there and content that I can read. I'm old. I like to read stuff. I don't like video content as much. It's it's harder for me to consume. I like to read and I like to be able to listen when I'm doing other things, kind of uh, in the periphery. Uh, but. Good luck to him. He's he's got an uphill battle going because man, the, the Hattiesburg American sure just does not make liking them easy. Hey, and shout out to you guys, man. It's been a fun year. This the show's evolved a lot, it, it, particularly in the past year. Kind of what we've kind of turned into coming out of a, into a post COVID world, and it's it's been a lot of fun every week. Now that we're all looking at each other video wise, I mean, I, I know we don't <laughs> we don't punish the fan base by putting video out there because, look, uh, we, we all promise you we're a lot better to listen to than we are to look at. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the, the I think the video aspect is, has, has added a different twist to it as well. And I've got a month to get it together. But to the top talk dot com is a thing. It takes you to my website right now. But. Uh, I've got a goal this month to get that site up and running. It'll probably just be links to where you can listen to the show, maybe some links to other things as well, um, maybe some maybe some um, opportunities for you to uh, participate in sponsorships and the like will be on the site as well. So be on the lookout for all of that. I've got I've got I'm gonna give August first. That's the goal. So we'll see if it happens. Look, I can't complain about that because all I do is drink whiskey and talk shit. So uh, <laughs> when it comes to actual work and heavy lifting, it take all the time you need. What What was you guys? What was your? I want to say what What was your favorite memory of the year, and what was your most interesting Southern Miss memory of the year? Bump you <clears> one <throat> a second because <throat> I got my favorite off the top of my head. Yep. Good. Okay. My favorite was beating Louisiana Tech in football without a quarterback. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That was so much fun. That was the one last, of those. 
UAB 2012 game, no, 2013 games where just couldn't get, and then it just all came together at the right time. And for it to come together without a quarterback in the fashion that it did, that was out. I mean, and hey, beating LSU in baseball was was another another. You could then you know you could have gone either way on that, but those two to me really felt like those were the those were the was were the way to go. Look, if we're talking pivotal moments in in Southern Miss sports history for the baseball program, I don't know that there's been much bigger other than beating Florida in Florida to advance to the College World Series in 2009 than there was coming back and beating LSU, who is a perennial mm. power in baseball at home to advance to hosting our first ever super regional. That was a monumental two wins mm-hmm. and not just one win. So I, I don't want to cheapen that and take away from that at all, Yeah. but just favorite out of the pure satisfaction and joy that I got out of it <laughs> beating was Louisiana definitely beating Louisiana tech without using a quarterback. That just made me so happy to all 14 of their fans were just desperate and, and, just despondent after that I, I loved it you know i'm not even sure that i'm not even sure that the, the as great as the victory was defeating louisiana state i'm not even sure that was the biggest baseball moment of the year i mean you'd have to consider defeating south alabama at something yeah. uh <laughs> that was a yeah. very pivotal win when you sure. were talking about pivotal wins i was like that was a pretty pivotal win that was like are we going to get over this hump or not well uh yeah it's um Hopefully, Will Hall starts the football streak. We've already, you know, we, we beat him in baseball. Will, Will starts the football winning streak this fall since they're going to be a conference mate. Yeah, well, you guys kind of took everything there. Now, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but no, I mean, the, the, the LSU thing, man, that's, that's something I'll never forget. I, I'll never forget, you know, seeing the guys jumping over the wall and, uh, giving a big bear hug to Momo and, um, you know, just looking around and just pure joy. Um, it went well beyond a baseball game. It was, uh, it was like a, I don't know, it was like a family thing or like a, like a movement of some sort. Like it was, uh, it's just, it's, it's one of those moments, man, that, it, that I'm so glad that I got to do it. And, um, I wasn't even was the there and thing. I shed tears. That's, uh, yeah. I, I shed tears. I mean, I, I, I think I'm even getting choked up right now just thinking back <laughs> on it. And I know I'm maybe a prisoner. Prisoner of the moment because it just happened, but um, that was a very big deal. That was a, that was a very 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 big. I think it's one of those things that I'll be able to tell Jack, uh, you know, when he gets old enough to understand stuff that you know, no, I was there, you were there, you know. Uh, so that was a very big moment. And yeah, the Louisiana Tech thing—that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I really hope they lose their baseball coach too. And um, looks like they're going to. Yeah. So, Jamie, what did you ask? You asked favorite moment, and then what most was the other interesting. one? Most interesting. Most interesting Southern Miss moment. Like, what was the most interesting moment? Hmm. Yeah. I, I I think you guys covered it. That, that's that's the only thing that comes to my mind, just off my head. But I, I would add in just being just just getting to know uh, so many fans, whether it's through this podcast or. Um, just meeting people or uh, the coaches that are just so approachable these days. Um, and just, I mean, just the complete experience at, at Southern Miss has it's just been, this year has been special. And I think it's leading up to a football season that I look to as being special as well. So I think looking that, forward to that. Also looking forward to a little break. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with uh, you. You know, but yeah, but uh, yeah I mean, you, 
and Southern Miss in, in, in general and then uh, all the relationships and then the big wins and, you know, yeah, it's been a good year. For me, the most interesting, I wouldn't say moment, but the most interesting thing to happen was the way that everything went down between Sun, the Sun Belt and Conference USA. Like that whole, hmm. that, that was not like a, that that was, it was almost like a soap opera, uh, you know, and uh, it's really wild how that all played out. And eventually those terms are going to come out. And I want to see desperately why Conference USA wants to keep under lock and key how we got out of the conference. Cause it sounds like we robbed the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope we did. Uh, goodness. But that, that whole thing, having that behind us and, and just being, I mean, a year from now, all these fan bases we're chummy with, we're going to hate, like there's going to be some legitimate rivalries come out of this, uh, Southern Mist of the Sun Belt. I mean, it's not going to be like there's going to be some there's going to be some bad blood by the time we get to this time next year. Who are you guys looking forward to hating the most? I can't wait to hate the Cajuns. I think that one's going to be pretty. I think that one's going to be uh, up there for sure. I think there's going to be some. Uh, um, it's kind of weird to hate South Alabama just because you know, but they they it's going to happen. Though. It's going to happen. We're yeah. right there. Um. You know, App that's State. an hour and a half between campuses. That's that's going to be a yeah. fun rivalry. Yeah, I could uh, if they had the fan base that the Cajuns had, that would definitely be my yeah. pick. Yeah. Just and that's why the so Cajuns close. are going to be so much fun because they have a following sure. like we have a following. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun trip. Yeah, right? I think oh. they're going to enjoy the trip here. I think we're going to enjoy the trip there. I don't think it's going to be like as a food city. Whew. Yeah, but 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 do you guys see it being like a lot tech thing? Like they're just going to be just a-holes. I, I, no. I don't think I see that. I think no. it's going to be like, we want to beat you, but afterwards, come out here and have a beer. Type of I, thing. I, I think it'll be more of a East Carolina rivalry than a La Tech rivalry. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've always felt that the East Carolina rivalry was more of a mutual respect. Like, we want to beat you, and we want to beat you badly, but yeah. we don't hate each other kind of rivalry. Like, I never – I. I when we're not involved, I cheer for East Carolina up here because I don't give a damn about North Carolina or Duke or, or you know, the the high resource teams. So uh, I've, I've got some buddies that are East Carolina baseball fans. They got their hearts ripped out <laughs> in super regionals just like we did. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I see it going more along that lines where we look forward to it. It's going to be competitive. And it's two fan bases that have some size and care. It'll be fun. Yeah, just you know, what I, you know what I think it might be. I think it might be like if Marshall was closer. Yes, exactly. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna. I mean, you can kind of see the tension there with us and App State. I mean, even I don't think we're playing each other. I think like I think there's gonna be. I can go along with that too, right? I think there's gonna be some bad blood there as well. But it's gonna be Man. fun. Yeah, that's. You know, football scheduling is going to be a little different, uh, but I cannot wait to go to Boone and watch Southern Miss play baseball in the mountains. That's go to, going to be fun. Go to Boone and drink some Boones, right? Uh, well, they, they, they've got some, some <laughs> breweries in Boone. You don't have to jeep, drink cheap Walmart wine there. 
I need some North Carolina moonshine is what I need. And that's uh, that game is what I need it for. And I don't want something with cherries or apples in it to mask your crappy whiskey. I need I got a little bit of Mississippi moonshine in a jar in my whiskey cabinet. And it's good stuff made by somebody's scary uncle that hadn't shaved in 27 years. Uh, but uh, I, I won't say who my source for that is, but I'm going to have to hit them up for another jar soon. Uh, but I've been since I'm, I've been up here for almost six years since I moved up here. I've been asking everybody and their mother that is from this state because there's not many of them around here. You got to know somebody that makes moonshine. I want some. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I can get you some. I'm like, I don't want apples and cinnamon and cherries and shit in it. I don't, you know, I, I don't want them hiding crappy whiskey. And they're like, I don't know about that. And I'm like, well, I don't want it. If it's not a jar of whiskey. You can keep it. Well, hey, guys, what a way to wrap up the year. Uh, and as always, hey, hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, serving this to the top. Talk. 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 I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm going to stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football. But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. When the football season is over and done, Fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state